Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Pod Damn Wednesdays with me, your host, Carlos Alvarez. And uh, let's get right into it, because I know I did miss last week, but hey, it's alright. If you don't bring it up, I won't either. I already did, but hey, it's fucking okay, man. Um, Basically, what's been going on? Uh, last two weeks have been kind of wild, honestly, if you think about it. Um, first things first, huge... Uh, Huge case, huge win in the case of George Floyd's estate. Um, the murderer, Derek Chauvin, has been convicted of, well, you know, murder. How we all kind of <clears throat> assumed, thought, and were hoping was going to happen. Now, my only gripe with this isn't the fact that Chauvin was guilty. Isn't the fact that, you know, the sentencing, all of that. It, that doesn't matter. The, the actual case and trial and all of that went exactly how everyone wanted it to we all wanted you know the redemption the actual good thing coming from it to where the murderer doesn't get away with murder and you know that happened sure cool what i am sick and tired of is basically white people thinking using this as fuel for their egos um whether on the left or the right which <clears throat> excuse me i just ate i'm sorry and allergies they've been really killing me lately spring is here it rained today i'm fucking happy about that let's go so my biggest thing with the white guilt is the fact that both sides are crying the one side which personally i don't even think that there's republican and democrats anymore I don't really want to get too political and too into whatever each of them means because, you know, everything is kind of evolving and everything just doesn't fucking matter in the, at, the, at the end of it. But it's become slowly more, less and less Republican versus Democrat as anti-left and anti-right. Because if you believe in certain things and you're right and I am going to be against you or I am right there for you, you can't be a Republican who doesn't agree with anti-abortion laws. You can't be a Democrat who thinks Mitt Romney's actually a swell dude, which he is. Let's be real. Mitt's a real fucking Republican. He's right there with us. He voted to impeach Trump not once but twice. Fuck yeah, Mitt Romney. Should have won. Shitty situations. If he was up for election, honestly, I would vote for him. But also, no one wants to have multiple first wives. Or first ladies, because then technically be second lady, third lady. And how would we decide that? Public opinion? Who knows? Because we can't even choose a fucking president correctly. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm tired of the white guilt. I'm fucking sick of it. People apologizing, people crying, people saying... There, there's this one case. Uh, I know one of my friends. After the verdict had happened, she's white. Liberal as shit had no reason to complain ever in her life she's had everything handed to her and this bitch has the audacity to go on a six minute rant crying the entire time because oh, the justice system has finally worked it's finally done what it's meant to be and justice has been served justice for fucking who you because that's clearly all that I'm getting. 
like, people are so fucking far up this ass and this shit. Like, if you actually look at the poll numbers, black people, African Americans did not give a shit about watching this. They did not look at the results. They saw it, they rejoiced, sure, but they understand the underlying thing that this isn't a solitary thing. Just because Derek Chauvin was found guilty doesn't mean that everything goes fucking away. Whereas these white fucking liberals, leftists, are just fucking crying in glee because they can finally say that they helped for once, even though it's in their best interest because they, at the end of the day, whenever the race war actually fucking happens and they're completely screwed, or, you know, give it 10 years and the whole fucking country is actually just an amalgamation of different races and everything because white isn't going to be a thing anymore. Latinos are on the rise, black people are on the rise, Asians are on the rise. Everything is fucking mixing together, and that's the beauty of it. Ten fucking years from now, who cares if you're white, black, brown, pink, or almond? What matters is, are you a fucking good person or not? Actually, it won't even, because even a good person can actually technically be a, be a, you know, be a nuisance. But... It's just a huge fucking annoyance to see everyone crying and saying, Oh my god, I am so excited that these actually worked. And now I can walk around these streets knowing that I can high-five any black guy out there that I want to and say, Hey, I'm with you. Yeah, I was cheering for your side. What fucking side is that? Human decency? Like... People just cry about it saying that they want these things to happen because deep down, they know that they fucked up. And now they're trying to actually get over it. And then you have people on the anti-left side saying Derek Chauvin shouldn't have been tried at all. He was just doing his job. Kneeling on a fucking man for 8 minutes and 40-something seconds. Because that's justice. That's how you be a cop. You're a cop... To stop someone for a fraudulent bill and kill them online in front of everyone and supposedly get away with it because qualified immunity is fucking amazing or some shit. Which, case in point, I am actually very happy because I think in the past month, I can't remember when exactly, the governor actually did one good fucking thing and she got rid of qualified immunity. If you don't know what qualified immunity, it basically means that if you're a cop and you murder someone, the justification of, hey, he's a cop, he was doing his job, in most cases where, like, everywhere else in the country has been the underlying thing, you can't get away with that. Just because you're a cop, you don't get a special look at. Which, to me, is fine. Because if we're trying cops the same as anyone else, then I'm fine with that. <clears throat> Just because you wear a badge doesn't give you the fucking right to kill people or do anything that you want. It doesn't even matter if you're killing people. You stop me for doing something that I was doing right and just because you wanted to stop me or you pull over next to someone who's walking on the side of the road and just because of the wrong color, you're just going to fuck with their day. It's just, it blows my mind. <sighs> I might fucking die. Let's be honest, these allergies are fucking killing me. But, 
yeah, white people, get over yourselves. Anti-left, anti-right. Get the fuck over yourselves. No one cares. Just move along. George Floyd got his fucking... He, he got what he needed. The case ended the way it should have. And I am excited about that. I am happy about that. But let's not take this out of proportion and blow it up. Like we tend to do. <clears throat> and then you hear the kind of hypocrisy of like politicians that... Like Nancy Pelosi saying, George Floyd died for this cause so that we can further our agenda. What the fuck are you talking about? A man got fucking murdered. Cold blood murder. And you're going to say that he died for a cause? Dude shouldn't have been dead at all. We shouldn't have to go through all of this shit for a cause, for an agenda. That is the most inhumanizing, shitty fucking thing that I've ever heard. Fuck you, Pelosi. And all these other establishment Republicans or Democrats or whatever the fuck they call themselves these days. Switching to a lighter term. Because I don't want to rant about this for a long time. What are some things that do belong together that you guys don't think belong together normally? I can give you some good things. I can give you some bad, but I really want to focus on one bad. But I'll give you some good things first because, you know, fuck negativity, I guess. Negativity can suck a dick. We have jorts. Jean shorts. Jean shorts. I cannot talk. Cool. Jean shorts. Fucking brilliant. Now we can definitely tell who's white trash and who's not. Hey, that's fine with me. If you like NASCAR, wear your damn jean shorts. They're comfy. I had some as a kid. Not because I wanted to. Hand-me-downs. Hey, what's up? Growing up poor. But, uh... Yeah, no, jean shorts are pretty fucking great. I don't know how people hate on cargo pants all the time. It's extra fucking storage in your pockets. If you're a handyman, repairman, working in any kind of trade, cargo pants, phenomenal. Carry all your shit. Carry your screws, your bolts, your fucking receipts. Carry around, you know, a pocket knife. Carry around the numbers of the wives of the men who called you into their homes, who are unsatisfied, and you know want to wash your wash those stains out of those jeans in my laundry room right here while you work on that and lay some pipe. Jorts, cargo pants, among other things, are the things that should go together. What shouldn't go together? Which is, brings me to the main topic of this. I don't know if you guys have seen these monstrosities. These quote-unquote vehicles. Quote-unquote trucks. Which, if this is a truck, then the Unabomber makes a fantastic pen pal. 
you know, um, I'm talking about the Jeep trucks, the, the drucks. Sure, they, they're called the gladiators or, gladiators or some bullshit, but let's be real. They should not belong on the highway. They shouldn't be a thing. And you know, <clears throat> whenever these were first released or teased or thought about, someone should have said, hey, and, and the meeting should have gone this way. Hey, what if we put take a four-door Jeep, slap a fucking four-foot bed on the back, and just call it a truck? That person should have been fired immediately. Or at least taken back to the insane asylum where he belongs. But no, someone thought that it was a good idea to just do that exact thing. You slap, I don't even know how long these things are. Actually, before I, before I say anything wrong, I, I want to check this out. How long is a Jeep Gladiator bed? Jeep Gladiator length, 218 inches. Bed size, 60 inches. That's 5 feet. Let's be honest here. That doesn't look like 5 feet. Let me see. Compared to... Compared to four door Jeep. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the 2020 Jeep Gladiator and the 2020 Jeep Wrangler. You know, the funny thing is, on here, they kind of, in this website that I'm looking at, they put them side to side in pictures, and the four door Jeep that they show is a hard top, but they have the hard top taken off. So they're showing you a truck without a truck. It's just. Oh, let me see. I mean, everything is basically the exact same thing. Gladiator has shittier fuel economy. Starts a hell of a lot more by almost $12,000. Holy shit. I don't understand why the fuck people are buying these things. You're literally paying $12,000 for basically an extra foot of space. What the fuck is the point? If you put a Jeep without a hardtop, compared it to the Jeep, to the Jeep Gladiator, it's the same exact thing, just cheaper. And not as fucking weird looking. I don't even know if you can actually take the hardtop off of the trucks, or the drucks. But... Actually, I'll give you this. Expert rating is a 5.4 for the Jeep Wrangler and a 5.2 for the Gladiator. These are out of 10. Out of 10. 
5.2 and 5.4. Do you know how shitty that is? That's basically choosing an expensive piece of shit versus a very expensive piece of shit. I don't understand why people would even get these. And I see so many on the roads. They're disgusting. Like, who in their right mind would actually say, hey, let's all get in our car, which we love, or our truck that we absolutely love, and let's put together a fucking Jeep and a truck. I want that. I need that. For that kind of money, you can actually genuinely get a truck. Full-on fucking truck. That you don't have to worry about. Has probably better mileage, better features, better everything. Doesn't look like fucking, like a four-year-old put together some Legos and said, Hey, daddy, build me this. And the dad said, fuck yeah. Like if he's Elon Musk or some shit. Even the cyber trucks, which I personally like the look of, they're a little weird. They're kind of like a truck Lambo kind of, but even those look way more appealing than the drugs. It blows my mind that people genuinely want this. I don't know, I feel like people can buy so many better things. And every time I see it, it's the same fucking person. I talked to the guy, to a guy the other day that actually had one. And he said that he traded in his four-door Jeep for this one. For the truck. And I asked him why. And he said, I don't know, it was just newer and it was nicer. But they were the same year. So now he's stuck paying extra for something that's trash. I'll never understand this. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys could probably tell me differently. I don't know. But I I don't understand the appeal of these gladiator drugs, massive horker and Frankenstein things. <laughs> Last week, I did enjoy kind of a newer thing. Cause, I mean, ever since COVID happened, you know, a lot of people's plans got canceled. Concerts, tours, everything. I know that I was going to see one of my favorite bands, I think two days before our state actually shut down. And I was really hoping that they held out for two more days, at least, just so that I can see the concert. But then it just got canceled itself. But... And I'm not, I'm not a concert person. If I really enjoy someone, I will want to watch them. But in my lifetime, that's only happened about four or five times. The other concerts that I've been to is just because it's dancing or someone gave me an invite and I said, hey, I'm not doing anything that day, so might as well. But everyone switched to virtual concerts, all of this. Um, and some people were still paying like 60 bucks a ticket for these virtual concerts. Sure, some of them were free on Fortnite, or I know Marshmallow was one of the ones that did it for, on Fortnite. I think Post Malone had a Roblox concert that was free. 
I know a lot of artists did a lot of free ones, but either way, I didn't really buy into it because I didn't think that it was going to be worth paying money for something that isn't in person, anything like that. It's, but last week I actually did, because as I've said before, I really enjoy the the artist Suburban. Recently found him, fucking fell in love with him. Weird enough that he's a year younger than me and I feel kind of useless at 23 compared to his 22-year-old ass, or 21. I don't even know how old he is exactly, but I know he's younger than me. And um, he had a virtual concert. Let me tell you. I never thought I would come to the here the day where I would say that I miss concerts and I miss going out to do things. Like that. In that respect. Because I purchased these tickets. They were only 15 bucks. So I said, screw it. I have 15 bucks to spare. Go for it. Saw it. Didn't even last an hour. But that's because he's kind of new. So that's fine. Did tease an album though. So that's super exciting because, like I said, I love his music. doesn't have a lot out, but I'm excited to see where he takes it and where he goes with it because he also said that he's sick of it. The concert itself, it was fun. There was no like, special effects. There wasn't anything huge, anything massive. It was lights, him, and, and two bandmates or whatever it is. But it got in me a feeling that I never knew that I really had because I mean I don't get me wrong I like artists I've always liked artists I've I've liked bands I like musicians solely but never something that I genuinely wanted to go ahead and see and do and it was it was fun to be right there looking at my laptop screen Chatting with other people that were on the same chat as me. Just talking about our favorite songs and what do you think is going to open with. And, you know, all of that. It kind of reminded me of the beginning of a Blink-182 concert that I went to in about like 2016, I believe it was. Where we were all on the floor. The, the feeling of the concert was just there. I mean, you know when you walk into a venue that you know is going to be fun or you're at least really hoping and have high hopes on this, that it's just going to be super entertaining, that you're going to have a good time. Whether it be an hour, two hours, 30 minutes, 15, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're in bed, sometimes it might, the lucky ones go up to five minutes, you know, who who knows. But it's one of those sensations of rush, like a rush that hits you. And that's kind of what it felt. Weirdly enough, because it was a, a virtual concert, but I thought it was fun. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited now that the fact that vaccines are out. We're all going through it. Go, uh, I think the CDC actually dropped new guidelines for, the, for those of us who are vaccine vaccinated. I cannot speak. Maybe that's because the vaccine gave me something that I shouldn't have given me. But who knows? Who cares? Oh, well. Um, you know, if I die, I die. Fuck it. But. It genuinely made me excited to kind of be able to look forward to something. I mean, 
everyone and their mom is super excited about Bad Bunny's concert and tour. Which I'm not, because I mean, personally, I'm not going to spend that much money on tickets. But, I get where they come from. Now there are some fans that kind of, eh, come on dude, let's let's settle down there buddy. You You got no chance. But there's hope, I guess. In a way, maybe. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things that I noticed. Just going watching that concert, it was it was a fun pre-concert atmosphere that I I had missed, and I didn't even know that I missed. Now, one of the exciting things this week, as well, is the uh, good old. T. Lawrence going to be picked up by the Jags in the first first round, first pick in the NFL draft. I'm super excited to watch the draft. I've been watching it for a couple of years now. And uh, it really blew my mind that I kind of sat back and thought about it. And I've never really been into sports. I never was growing up. I didn't have a team until I was in mid-high school. And even then, it was mainly because of the colors. I picked them. Go Seahawks. Heck yeah. Um, I'm not really watching this draft for our team because our team is kind of fucking stupid and uh, doesn't really have a lot of draft picks unless we they just pull a fast one on us and trade away a bunch of fucking people for some picks last minute. Um, but I really don't see that happening because if we trade anybody, we're screwed. Um, especially if we trade Wilson like people want us to do for more draft picks and all of that. But it's fucking dumb if we do that which we also brought back Geno Smith I don't understand that quite yet I feel like we could have picked up a decent backup who's actually had some playing time in the last I don't know five years and um other than just doing the the trademark hails coin toss where for some godforsaken reason Geno Smith said hails on the coin toss for overtime and we ended up getting it with heads the Revster, also kind of up in the air on that one. But I am excited for the draft. I want to see where... I mean, I'm really hoping the Jags don't fuck up and don't choose Trevor Lawrence. Now, if they shocked everyone and picked up Wilson or Fields or Lance, or hell, if, even if they didn't pick... Lawrence, the first first one, and just went with something like from some defensive tackle or something else. That would be a real shock. I would actually love to see that because the amount of memes, the amount of shit that the Jags would receive. Which, granted, they already do because let's be honest, it's Jacksonville. Y'all fell in love with Bortles. I'm excited to see it because, I don't know, I just like looking forward to the future. And this is a pretty sol- pretty solid draft class for a lot of reasons. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I just want to see something new and get more memes out of things. Speaking of the future, I feel like I should personally mention... That I called it. And I feel personally responsible 
for bringing back Bo Burnham. Because in these past couple of weeks, I found out that one, Burnham is set to actually play Larry Bird in an HBO biopic, kind of limited series. And that to me is pretty awesome because he's a pretty tall white guy and honestly looks quite enough like Larry, like a young Larry Bird. So that's pretty exciting. Two, he ominously posted at the beginning of this week a picture of a door, which to a lot of people, you know, it's a picture of a door. Who the fuck cares? It's kind of got a little bit of light shining in all of that. But the exciting thing is that's how he ended his very last special, Make Happy, on Netflix in 2016. You guys should watch it if you guys actually can get the chance to, because it's good. Um, but he teased that. No caption, no nothing. Everyone's losing their shit. At least, you know, me internally. And I'm just saying that everyone else did because I don't want to be a weirdo. And it turns out... That today or last night, I can't remember when exactly the timestamp was, he, re- he announced that he's releasing a new special. A whole new special, five fucking years later. One of the greatest fucking comedic minds in the last decade, at least. Finally coming out with some new things. And the exciting thing is, it's it's going along with the same Bo Burnham kind of brand and style of fuck everyone else. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And he's just doing it. No crew. No touring. No audience. No nothing. It's just him. And while a lot of people are kind of, kind of wondering how do you have a comedy special without, you know, an audience or without a huge stage and lights and all of this. Um, I would like to refer you guys to, I want to wanna Google this just so I don't get it wrong here, but there's a comedian named Maria Bamford. She's actually absolutely funny as well, but she did a comedy special wherein she was actually just by herself sometimes. Well, actually, she did it in front of her parents. She did it in front of a smaller audience. One in front of a crowd, and I believe one to her pets. This was a couple of years ago. She's fucking funny. Let me see. I don't want to tell you guys wrong. I swear. Finding these things are super difficult. But as far as I know, she is one of the few that's actually done this whole singular kind of smaller things. I know Kevin Hart released a production or a Netflix special earlier this year um, where he was shitting it in his house. But even then, that that had an audience that had some production qualities and values. He had a beginning and an end. He had all of this. But the cool thing about it is the fact that, well, the part that excites me is the fact that he did it alone over this last year. Um, I actually think it's called Old Baby. Maria Bamford, Old Baby. I know I'm on this. I'm trying to Google this and talk at the same time, but that's not 
really easy for me. I think it's actually on Netflix too. Oh, no. It's uh, Maria Bamford. The special, special, special. So three specials shot in 2012. And uh, like I said, this one is pretty cool. Oh, the other one that I was thinking of is the one where she's traveling around through different places is Maria Bamford, Old Baby. So her, her comedy special, Old Baby. This one is Park Benches, Bowling Alleys, LA Theaters, and... Like, it goes basically back and forth. It's the same kind of sets, same kind of thing going on, but it's a fun one. And then the special, special, special is the one where she's shooting it at her home in front of her parents. That's the only audience member. So that's the kind of the closest thing that, that I've ever seen to this kind of thing. Which, to me, it's exciting because Bo Burnham's fucking funny. And he doesn't care about being idolized. He doesn't care about being thrown into things. And I, mean, I guess that's kind of a... I'm kind of a hypocrite for liking someone who's doesn't want to be idolized and all that. But it's just, it's just exciting. I'm more than happy that he's doing this. And I can't wait to see it. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Because why? what the fuck else do you have to do? You still working? You guys going out more? Who isn't vaccinated? And if so, why not? Oh, it could cause blood clots? What's a little blood clot? Who the fuck cares? No one's ever died from a blood clot anyways. Um, last thing, I uh, did want to touch on... I've been trying to touch back on my French, which is... uh. Pretty cool because I want to. I want to have a French accent so that I can chicken smoke and complain about things. I think it'd be really cool to do so, but you know maybe I'm stereotyping at this point. Uh, I mean I've been on and off learning French for damn near four years I think, and it it wasn't until today that I genuinely wanted to record myself speaking in French. And I didn't even say, I didn't write anything down. I didn't plan anything. I just kind of, for the last three years, I've had a friend that I met in France. Um, won't say his name, you know, because why not? And it's not like anyone's going to actually know. But anyways, you know, he's been over there. We kind of, I can help him with the English. He helps me in the French. We kind of met online on this app called HelloTalk. If you guys are actually wanting to learn a language, HelloTalk is a fantastic way to do it. Not sponsored, not yet. Fingers crossed they will, because that'd be pretty cool. But, um, yeah, no, it connects with native speakers of the language. And for me, I've always wanted to learn French, Italian, you know, most of the romantic languages, because, one, I already know Spanish. Hola. Um, so that's exciting. Two, more chances to pull on babes. Am I, am I right? I love them. But anyways. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, culture... Just being able to talk to more people would be super fun. And then, you know, of course, the, the speaking the bad languages, speaking the bad words and learning all of that kind of thing just so that I can tell people off without telling them off because they don't know. They think I'm speaking French. Oh, la, la, you sound so phenomenal, so sophisticated when I'm actually calling them a monkey's whore. But, um, yeah, no, so today was the first time that I did, like, any kind of recording of myself, and I actually sent it to him, which... 
to me, it was pretty terrifying. Because I mean, even though I've been doing this like on and off for four years, I know kind of somewhat the basics. I can read it better than I can write it. And I can write it better than I can speak it. Because speaking it, you have to have the accent, the dialogue, the way you move your tongue. If you know what I mean, ladies. <laughs> but, um, yes, I mean, it's just learning all of the basics, all of the fundamentals. And it's just fun to do so. It's a challenge, and it's making my brain work and hurt and all that, but it's pushing me out of my comfort zone, and that's pretty cool. Same with the thing with the photography. I think it's so much fun. I'm learning a lot about my camera, about everything, um, how to edit, how to do all of these things, and just see if I can create the best thing that I can do. I do have one issue with all of this, with the podcast, with everything, which is why, honestly, sometimes I don't want to record um it's the fact that like i don't we live in a pretty big society where people want to you know catch that fame they want to be the next addison ray or uh dixie diamello or or like tiktok star youtube star famous fame fame here and there we live in a get rich quick society where people want to go for it people need to do it and they they want that generational wealth in five fucking minutes when the actual thing is generational wealth it means you work you put in the fucking you beat the fuck out of your body your mind and everything to get money and then you hope to god that you're that you can one have offspring two have not stupid offspring and three have those stupid not uh, not stupid offspring produce more not stupid offspring And continue this tradition. That's generational wealth. Generational goes beyond you. Fuck you, dude. You gotta, like, go hard in the paint so that your grandchildren and great-grandchildren can have good lives. If you're lucky, you might enjoy some of that later in life. But fucking, it's a marathon. So, I mean, it's it's different for everyone else. I struggle with this idea of, one, I don't want to be part of that whole look at me kind of thing. Like me, me, give me all that attention, please. I need it, I need it, I need it. Um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to beg people for views. I don't want to, I don't want people to know or to think And I know I shouldn't care what people think, but I do because I'm a human. We're social creatures. But my biggest thing is I don't want people to think that I'm another attention grabber, another attention seeker, just doing the weirdest, craziest thing to get likes and views. But then I have this other side of me. It's kind of a left brain, right brain kind of thing. My left brain is more like, hey, you got to make it good. You got to make it fucking make sense and all right and square square peg I mean square box and square peg and all of that but my right brain sees that square and says fuck it let's spin it around sure it'll still go through that square peg because it'll be smaller but we can craft it into something and maybe just maybe we can do something with it that makes you happy and for me it's the creativity part I mean 
I'm writing, I'm create I'm creating so many ideas. I have so many things that I want to do that I wish I could get done. But I have this constant fight in my head wherein I don't want to be an attention seeker, but I also want people to see my things. I mean, grant, granted, like I said, whenever I've started this podcast, I'm doing if if one person is listening, then that's fine with me. But is this is just something that, like I grasp, I fight with all the time. I grapple with it very consistently because it's terrifying. Putting myself out there is terrifying. The last last episode I did was literally my my first time actually putting myself out there and that fucking backfired on me. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not scared. But it's just one of those things where I know that I need to do this. Because if I don't do it, it's going to be a regret to the rest of my life. You know, you hear you see these videos and stories of centenarians, which are people who live to be 100. Well, even people that live to like 80, which is pretty relatively young. I would say at least. I feel like you start becoming old after 85. Because after 85, it's like, okay, you, you've, you've lived through some stuff. Once you hit 90, good fucking on you. If you hit 95, <laughs> good luck in the nursing home. If you hit 100, what the fuck do you, why are you alive? Um... You know, because, yeah, someone has to clean your ass all the time. You can't do anything. You can't enjoy it. Your birthdays end up being family reunions just to see, you know, who's going to fight for your inheritance. If you even have one. But it's just, it's one of those fights that I have in me that's constantly going through it. And I like for this podcast, I want to bring friends on. I want to, I want to interview people. I love talking to people. Anything that I can, any time that I get the chance to, I love doing that. And to me, and fuck, it's like I'm going through puberty again, which I know doesn't really sound like it hit me a bunch the first time. <laughs> I, um, but it's it's just one of those fights that I got. So. Thank you for bearing with me. If you guys are still listening to this podcast, I appreciate you guys. You guys are real. And as you learned with the last episode, I'm an open fucking book. You can literally ask me anything and everything. I'll say it. I'll answer your questions. I don't care. If you have something in your life that's bugging you, maybe I had the same kind of experience and I can talk about it. I won't mention yours. Trust me. I fucking won't because it's kind of a shitty thing to do. But I want to hear from you guys. Like, it'd be super fucking fun just to have kind of a weird discourse thing kind of going. Um, so I hope I can continue being there for you guys and talking with you guys and chatting your ear up for whatever time I kind of pick in my mind. Um Appreciate you guys sticking through it, even though I say, um, all the time. Working on it, I promise. But, yeah, so, that's it for this week. I do want to leave with a song. 
I had it in my mind, but I cannot remember it for the life of me. I swear I just had this. It's another thing. I should probably start, you know, writing these things down before I start getting on here. Um, fuck me. All right, I can't. I can't remember it for the life of me. I do have another song. It's called "Tous Les Mems." It's spelled T O U S space L E S space M E M E S. It's by a Belgian singer, rapper, artist named Stromé. And this is another thing that I've been kind of doing is listening to. Just French people speak. Well, he's Belgian, but, you know, they still speak French. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of a good way to listen, to kind of hear repetition, repetition, repetition. If you're learning Spanish, listen to Spanish music, Spanish music, um, news, podcasts, anything. If you're learning to anything else, I mean, it, it's pretty easy. Honestly, there's plenty of apps out there. But I've definitely been jamming to some French music and... Tulemem is uh, honestly up there for me right now. I'm trying to learn that, so that'd be kind of cool to pop on and do a little dance number to it, I guess. But either way, that's it for this week. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. Give me any questions, comments, concerns, anything that you guys have, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Let's hope that the Jags don't fuck up. Bye-bye.